lovely to see some new faces and if you're a visitor here um, please please stay at the end of the surface have a coffee out the back with us and get to know us a little bit more um, this morning is a sort of a joint a joint venture between Milford Baptist Church so we've got Richard Rowe preaching uh, a little bit later on uh, with us and the Way Community Gospel Choir and the way have, uh, that they approached us and said, we would really love to come and bless you uh, at Easter time. Would that be okay? Well, no brainer. We said, yes, please. We would love that. So um, there will be songs for us to sing together as a congregation. There will be songs that the choir will sing. And uh, please feel free, if you wish, to clap along on the sort of more upbeat ones. It's, uh, it's definitely not inappropriate. Um, I had a little bird tell me that we have somebody here today in our church fellowship who's celebrating a very special birthday. She's hiding at the back. She's wearing purple, and her name is Vi. So can we all give her a happy birthday clap? Um, yeah, so the choir, the Way Community Gospel Choir, rehearses at Millmead, the Baptist Church in Guildford, near the river there, on Wednesday evenings. And uh, it's not a plug for the choir, but I'm going to plug it anyway. <laughs> if you're interested, it's open to everybody and anybody. So come and please speak to Becca or Billy. They are leading. You will notice a couple of people from this church singing. So Sue singing today, I'm singing. Peter Cantor is our resident bass here at MBC, but he's also the bass play player for the community choir. Um, so I'm just going to introduce the, the service, and I'm going to hand over to Richard, who's sitting down here. I'll say a quick prayer, and then we'll begin. So now we move from the hill of Calvary to the garden of resurrection, from death to life, from desolation to hope. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, we'll begin. We'll begin with our worship. Good morning. It's great to be with you all. I'm going to start. If you'd like to stand, uh, we're going to sing a well-known hymn, Crowning with Many Crowns. We'll read a verse from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. But we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time. So that by God's grace he might taste death for everyone, crowned with glory and honour because of his suffering in death. So this happy Easter morning we will uh, sing songs that remind us of not just his death but also his resurrection that gives us life. 
the veil throughout eternity and we join with, with the saints, with the angels that are continuously around your throne and we add our voices uh, to your praise and we'll go on forever. All because, Lord, we have that hope that you have risen from the dead, that sure knowledge that you have risen and we also shall be risen and raised with you.
coming up to give some feedback about the Easter Club that's been going on. Good morning. There are a lot of you here this morning. Hello. Welcome. Uh, so, the last two weeks, uh, myself, Becky, Lorraine, a whole team of people have been quite busy. First of all, Becky and myself took a group of young people and older people to Spring Harvest for the week. And that was fantastic. And the theme at Spring Harvest was all for one. And it was basically uh, talking about unity in the church. And that was a really great kind of, uh, it was from John 17, talking about unity. And that was a great time. And then uh, the second week, we had Easter Club, which there was a massive team of people involved in that. And if you look around, you can see um, the representations of the different teams. So we had the red team here, the green team, the orange team, and the purple team. And the yellow team is out there somewhere. <laughs> they won, so um, they get to be removed. Um, so what we looked at during Easter cl uh, Club was basically uh, the first day we looked at the visitation of the angels and the birth of Jesus. And then we fast-forwarded straight through Jesus' life to the death and resurrection on the second and third day. So second day looked at the resurrection and on the third day, no, we looked at the death and then there's the resurrection. Um, and that was really great. So it was just about helping the young people to learn uh, what Jesus has done for them and so that they may come to know and have a personal relationship and revelation of who Jesus is. So there's some photos um, up here that we put up. So we had loads of fun. Uh, the holiday club was called Guardians of Ancora, which is based on Scripture Union's um, video game that they've got. Video game. Who says that? Uh, an app that they have. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you can download the app. I think it's free. And you can play the game. And the idea is that um, we are guardians looking for the stories that are in the Bible and that these stories bring light to our city and to our nation. And that's what we were encouraging the young people to do, is to discover these stories of the stories in the gospel of Jesus and that they are the light of the world. So um, there's a gunge tank. It was uh, fabulously designed and made by Tom Sagro over there. It's a beautiful tank. It had like a sliding door and everything. It was brilliant. Uh, yeah, so we had a great time. Um, Anyone here that was at Easter Club? Oh, I'm going to come round now. Okay. You should have put your hand up. I'm going to start with over here. Yes, Stacey and Paige are ducking down. How did you find Easter Club, Stacey? Um, it was great. It was lovely to see all the young people smile and just dance and really enjoy themselves. And really, when we were doing Bible stories upstairs, they were really listening. Um, but yeah, it was great to see lots of people from the community come and enjoy themselves. Thank you. Paige? <laughs> She's like, horror. I told you I'd get you back. Anything? No? She's like, nothing to say. Nothing to contribute. No? And um, so it, it was loads of fun. So thank you to everybody who was involved in helping. Thank you to the church who just 
provided lots of prayer support for everything that we're doing. Uh, we do so much during the year for youth and children's work in, in, in Milford. And um, hopefully we'll see lots of fruit from this. And uh, that would be great. Yeah. So Jacob, who also came to Spring Harvest with us, he was so happy about there being a kitchen at Spring Harvest. He came and he went, oh my goodness, who wants tea? Does anyone want a cup of tea? Um, he was so excited. And the fact that there was a shower too. There's a shower. <laughs> so yes, there are showers at Spring Harvest, Jacob. Um, and there's, yes, I got you in there. What did you call that one, Christine? What did you call that? Yeah. I was shaking, trying to take a picture of that angel. And then I got a picture of that angel. <laughs> so um, you can go online and check the pictures there. Um, we had a fantastic time. So thank you so much to everybody. And um, really, um, what, what I kind of want to say is that Hopefully, young people have come to know that when he was on the cross, um, they were on his mind. So, um, thank you very much. Wow, is all I can say from that. Let's pray. On this Easter day, we rejoice with countless millions across the world as we celebrate your resurrection and gift of new life. Help us, Lord, to truly understand the cost of your sacrifice and all that it means in your world today. We want to pray for people across the world who are suffering because of poverty, injustice, conflict or persecution. Help them to find comfort in the victory that Christ won through his death and resurrection. Father, so many experience circumstances that would cause us to despair, and yet they daily praise and glorify your name. We thank you, Father, for ministries such as Mechanics for Africa, which practically promote kingdom principles. Please bless all such endeavours. May your word of life continue to spread across the world so that more and more come to acknowledge you as Lord and Saviour. Teach us to be true followers of Jesus, ready to be your mouthpiece whenever we can. May we be generous to all friends, family, neighbours, those who would discredit your name. May we be those who promote the name of Jesus by the way we live and the words we speak. We truly believe that Jesus is the resurrection and life we will see evidence of this truth in our lives. Lord, please keep us mindful of the risen Christ and the new life we have received. Forgive us when we fail you. Please reveal yourself to us in deeper ways as we study your word and commit ourselves to pray and care for one another with compassion and empathy. And we pray especially for those who are ill within our community today, especially Veronica. Philippians 2, 9 and 10 says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. We praise you, God the Father, that you have exalted Jesus to your right hand above all principalities and powers. 
We pray for those in positions of power and ask that they submit to Jesus' authority, that their decision-making may be according to your will and so that people may be justly and peaceably governed. We pray for your church and ask that you will endue all leaders with your words of truth and the ability to convey the gospel in ways which communicate to all generations. By your Holy Spirit's power, may the seeds of faith be sown into good soil and nurtured to maturity. Thank you for the young lives that have been enjoying the Holiday Club this week. Please keep speaking your truth into their lives in the days and weeks to come. Be with your people here at NBC, Father, as they wait on you for the provision of a shepherd for the flock. And may that decision reflect your will and a desire to maintain unity in the bond of peace. We thank you again, Holy Father, Heavenly Father, for this Resurrection Day and for all it means to your people. Help us to truly rejoice in the Lord always. Amen.
you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Richard and we thank you for the word that you've given him today. We pray that your Holy Spirit will work amongst us and that you will speak to our hearts, Lord, as he talks. Thank you, Lord, for Richard. Amen. Amen. Can't speak about my phone nearby, just uh, in case you know, you never know what you're going to need. Um, now, message to whoever would like to do this is that there is an Easter egg hunt at the end of the service. Um, where's James? So James, should they all come and find you, really, as the chief bunny? <laughs> oh, find the eggs. And where might they be? Well, you can't. just... But you can't start looking for them now. If you get bored, you'd have to sort of wait. Okay. Um, we had a great time at uh, uh, on top of Heaven's Gate this morning at uh, eight o'clock, and uh, Penelope Keith made her annual walk past us at quarter past eight on the dot. That's someone who has sort of a, a well-disciplined life, and uh, as always said, she was very pleased to see us up there, and uh, uh, that was a great time as well. Did she thank us? Yeah, that's good. Uh, so that was lovely. Um, I want to uh, tell you two stories today, two true stories. And the first one is about a man called Stanislav Petrov. Now, I don't know if you know about Stanislav Petrov, but I'm sort of quite keen on history, and I like listening to a particular American um, history uh, uh, podcast. And I was listening to it this week, and it was all about Stanislav. Now, Stanislav, so this happened, this event that I'm going to talk about, happened on the 26th of September, 1983. So it was about 30 years ago. And Stanislav was a businessman, and after a while he sort of got fed up with being a businessman and thought he'd join the army. And he joined the army, he did very well in the army, uh, he became a lieutenant, and he got a specialism in missiles. That was what he was top-notch in. So he got appointed as one of the duty officers at OCO. These places always have great names, don't they? And OCO was the uh, Russian um, sort of system for looking at the possibility of America sending missiles at them. So there he was on the evening, and he was the duty officer. There he was at OCO. And literally, and this is the point, it isn't just like you see on sort of James Bond, suddenly great sirens went off, and great flashing lights went off, and it said nuclear attack from Dakota in America. And, and yeah, and he looked at the stuff, and there were five missiles from America heading for Russia. And so he knew exactly what his job was to do. And his job was to get on the phone to President Andrapov, as it was at that time, who would have then pressed the button, and before those missiles had landed on Russia, they would have sent their missiles to America. But Stanislav didn't do it. And he thought to himself, I don't think this really is a missile attack. And when asked later, he said, well, it just didn't feel right. And 
So he sort of gritted his teeth, let the blazing red flashing lights flash, and the sirens and the other people said to him, why aren't you, why aren't you phoning up and blah, blah, blah. And then they, uh, they realized about an hour later that this was because of a certain way the sun was and the sun was reflecting off a satellite going around the earth and it wasn't an attack at all. And really, old Stanislav was a good guy because he didn't half save um, a lot of people. And they wrote a book about him called The Man Who Saved the World. Actually, the same thing nearly happened about in 1960. They also wrote a book about the man called The Man Who Saved the World. And in a way, they did. So that's one true story. And the other true story I want to tell you about is the story of Jesus and his disciples. Now, we hear lots of stories about Jesus at church, in Sunday school, and in our great kids' church. And I wonder if sometimes we think that they're one of those sort of myths or fairy stories or those funny stories that mum and dad make up to make our lives a little bit more exciting. I can't give you any more details on that, but you might know the sort of thing I'm talking about. Um, and, but that, this is different. This is true and real. I'm going to read about it uh, from John's Gospel and chapter 20 and at verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Judeans. Jesus came and stood in the middle of them. Peace be with you, he said. With these words, he showed his hands and his side. Then the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the master. Peace be with you, Jesus said to them again. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. With that, he breathed on them. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. Now, this is what Easter is all about. And we're going to look at that story. But just before we do, just to sort of show you how important this is, I've been looking up what really important people have been saying about Easter. I did start with Mr. Trump. Now, that wasn't a happy hunting ground. He, he, he did give a speech about Easter, but I couldn't even find a single line that sort of mentioned Jesus or Christianity or anything. It just said what a great place America was, really. So, uh, however, we did a little bit better in this country uh, from a surprising source in one case. So uh, Mrs. May said, for example, um, we should be confident about the role that Christianity has to play in the lives of people in our country. We must continue to ensure that people feel able to speak about their faith and that absolutely includes their faith in Christ. Um, I thought actually that uh, Jeremy did really well. Jeremy Corbyn said this. Um, so he's talking about problems that uh, affect our private lives and the world and all that sort of thing. And he says, but we need to respond to these problems head on through action, support for social justice, peace and reconciliation. Those principles are at the heart of Christianity and Christians throughout the world this weekend will be remembering Jesus' example of love and sacrifice 
and the Easter message of redemption and peace. At a time of growing conflict, that message of peace could not have more urgency throughout the world. So lots of marks to Jeremy Corbyn for a really great comment, I think, there. So here are the disciples. And I've got a funny feeling they're in that same upper room that they were for the Last Supper when they were with Jesus. That's where I think they were. Because I think it was hidden away, and I sort of think that they uh, thought it was a safe place because they were very, very nervous. They were nervous because Jesus had been killed, and they pretty much thought that they were going to be next. They thought they were on the list. And I reckon that they, they got the door shut, it said, but I'm sure it was locked. I'm sure they were only entering by passwords and things like that because they didn't know where to go. They didn't really want to go out. They just hurried out at night to get food. And you can imagine what it's like. And so in the midst of that real fear, Jesus comes in and stood with them and said, peace be with you. Jesus bringing his peace into the situation and suddenly everything changes. As Jesus brings his peace into the situation, everything changes. Jesus talks about what his peace is like a few uh, chapters earlier in chapter 14 and verse 27. Jesus says this, I'm leaving you peace. I'm giving you my own peace. I don't give peace in the way the world does. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be fearful. There was, when the sort of, this fantastic sort of Jesus people were around in the 60s and it was just great. I remember I had a, sort of, university had my guitar and I had a thing, sticker on it that said, real peace is Jesus, which I sort of kept for ages and ages. And it's just a great statement, isn't it? Real peace is Jesus. Peace in a frightened world. Peace which brings new possibilities and new confidence to people. Peace which, for those disciples, and I think it's possibly the only time it says it in those gospel uh, messages. I think it's the only time in the Gospels where it talks about the resurrection that it actually says that the disciples were overjoyed. You know, the two on the road to Emmaus said, gosh, didn't we recognize it was Jesus? They were just sort of couldn't believe themselves. They hadn't recognized it was Jesus. Quite often they were frightened when they saw Jesus, but this time they were overjoyed. And I'm sure they were always overjoyed. And they were overjoyed when they saw his scars um, they saw his hands and feet, and they knew it was the master. So that's where their joy came from, from the fact that Jesus was with them and that he was giving them their peace. And then Jesus sort of gave them a job to do. He said, peace be with you, Jesus said to them again, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. See, the disciples were there doing nothing. They were sort of static. And suddenly from doing nothing, they were being set the mission possible. Not the mission impossible, the mission difficult, but the mission possible. Just like God the Father sent Jesus to earth, Jesus sends us to everyone else. Well, I thought that is a hard job. 
So I thought, well, let's have a look, see, at what some Christian leaders say about what their Easter message is this year, and did they say anything about taking the message further? And do you know what? They did. So this is the Pope's message for this Easter. Listen carefully to this. The message that Christians bring to the world is this. Jesus, love incarnate, died on the cross for our sins, but God the Father raised him and made him the Lord of life and death. In Jesus, love triumphed over hatred. Mercy triumphed over sinfulness. Goodness triumphed over evil. And truth triumphed over falsehood. Life triumphed over death. That is why we tell everyone, come and see. And that was the Pope this year. And this is Justin Welby preaching probably at this very moment these words because his sermon was released early. He talks, his sermon is all about stones and he says, we are living stones, speaking witnesses. Let us be clear, gentle, loving, peaceful, yet bold, fiery witnesses who in a dark world sing our song of light. The Lord is... The Lord is risen, Jesus is alive, and creation is transformed. So, you know, whatever your particular flavor of Christianity is, you've heard it from the top. You know, really great messages there about why we can go forward in Mission Possible. Now, here are these people then, and they're moving from uh, sort of lethargy to Mission Possible. But it's not just that. And then verse 22 and 23 are quite surprising verses because you might have thought that the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Listen carefully to verse 22. With that, Je with that Jesus breathed on them, received the Holy Spirit, he said, if you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you retain anyone's sins, they are retained. So Jesus breathed the Spirit on them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, at Pentecost, that was made much more obvious to the disciples with the wind and the fire, but that's when they actually first received the Holy Spirit. And they were empowered and focusing on Jesus. They had the fruit of the Spirit available to them as well as the gifts of the Spirit. And the ability to help people to be set free from their old way of life to a glorious new life in him, which is really where that sort of rather complicated bit about forgiving people's sins and, uh, or retaining sins, it really means about you send out the message of freedom to people. So what I want to leave with you this morning is the fact that Easter changes everything. Think about how it changes these things for you and how it changed them for the disciples. It changes our fear into faith. It changes our lethargy and not wanting to do anything into energy. It changes our doubt into certainty and our disbelief into hope. It ch changes our failure into celebration and our grief into joy and our tears into laughter.
And that's the message of Easter. And the message of Easter for us is to accept that peace that Jesus has given us, to follow him on mission possible, and to be aware that we really have received God's Holy Spirit into our lives. And we now have the responsibility of sharing that with other people. And I think we should end, as we ended our early morning service, uh, with a shout because I think it would be really good to raise the roof. So I'm going to shout one line. I'd like you to shout back the words, two words, love wins. Love wins. And at the end, we're going to say, hallelujah, 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 Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. That's three hallelujahs, then Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed. And those two words you've got to shout out, and I mean shout. Did you get that at the back, Peter? Good. Oh, the back row, look, really up for it. Right. Okay. So, here we go. Death could not stop him. Love wins. Hate could not stop him. Love wins. Forgiveness is given. Love wins. Eternal life is promised. Now say with me, hallelujah, 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 Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed.
share a poem. My brothers and sisters said to me that Jesus is in agony and, and would I go with them to Calvary? Oh, I would rather stay away than go and share his pain today. But Jesus has become my dearest friend. And he said, this won't be the end. Oh, I find that so hard to comprehend. My legs will hardly carry me. I'm so afraid of what I'll see. The feet that I've washed before are broken, bleeding, swollen, raw. And I wish that I could soothe them now, but I'm frozen to the ground somehow. So I just cry so silently and my heart breaks inside of me. I long to take his hands and cradle them in mine, but they are pierced and broken now and hanging from a sturdy bough that was once a mighty tree created for him originally from which he might have carved something truly fine. This carpenter, this man, my friend, my saviour, Jesus, so divine. But I really long to be close to his heart eternally, to know his thoughts, to do his will. But he's just hanging there, so still. How can he still talk with me, nailed to that cross so savagely? He promised that he's always here, living in my heart. And I can feel him. He's right here. I don't think we'll ever be apart. But will I always remember this day? Or will the memory fade away? Will I always be this sure that we'll be together forevermore? I want this moment burned into my mind and written on my heart that I will never leave him behind and we'll never be apart. I'll build an altar in my mind to memorize this day and every thought that's in my head will have to pass this way and Jesus will be with me every single day. And I'll build an altar in my heart to remind me of this day so that every deed I ever do and every word I ever say will reflect Jesus in some way. And every day in my mind, I'll walk back to Calvary because I always want to relive in my heart what Jesus did for me. And some days it'll be such an uphill climb and I'll just never get there in time. But I pray that I will run there happily and joyously to worship at the foot of the cross, praising Jesus for what he's done for me. But right now, I just feel empty and lonely and I miss him so, and I wish the pain would go. I want to be sitting at his feet to listen to him as he speaks. I want him just to smile at me and take my hand so tenderly. I want him to be here with me, but they've taken my Lord today, and he feels so very far away. I have laid his broken body to rest, but my heart lies broken in my breast. Across the entrance to his tomb, they have rolled an enormous stone, and I'm just sitting here feeling numb, empty, and alone. Suddenly, beneath my feet, the ground begins to sway, and a heavenly stranger, dressed in white, rolls the stone away. His appearance is like lightning, and his clothes as white as snow. I shake uncontrollably and turn. I want to go. Woman, he called to me, come back. Don't be so terrified. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they crucified. But why look for the living here among the dead? He is risen now to life. Don't you remember what he said? After I have risen, I will go ahead. 
I will go ahead of you to Galilee, and there you will again see me. And so I run away from there, filled with joy, but still afraid, to tell my brothers and sisters what the angel has said. And I stumble away in fear, and the gardener appears. I'm looking for my Lord, I said, but he has risen from the dead. And he looked at me and said, Mary, Mary, Mary. He spoke my name, and he stands before me now, and I've heard my name a thousand times. But it sounds so beautiful now. And I wondered how he knew my name and what he wanted with me. And then I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. Rabboni, teacher, I fell down to the floor and I reached out to touch him as I had done before. But he said so lovingly, Mary, do not hold on to me, for I have not returned to my father yet. You mustn't be afraid or upset. But go instead to our friends and tell them, this is not the end. I will go ahead to Galilee, and there they will all again see me. And so it is. Just as he said, he has risen from the dead, and he returned to us and said that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. Therefore go and make disciples of all men, and in his name baptize them. He said, we believe in him because he shared his life with us. And as he goes to his father, we're not to grieve. And there are those who will come after us who will not have seen him and yet will be blessed because they believe. And so I know for sure that my, my saviour lives. He's not broken and bruised in that grave. He did die for me, but he has risen. And whoever believes in him will be saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Christ is risen, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed.
money that has been collected for all the things you give us, Lord, we gladly give back to you. And we ask that you would bless the money that's been collected today that um, is going for all these great causes, Lord, for the students that will be receiving with it and the, the children and for everything else. Lord, may they know your peace and your joy as we discuss. Amen.
Thank you. Thank you very much. And um, I know I'm part of the choir, but thank you for, for letting us be here this morning. It's been really wonderful. Um, I've just got a couple of messages before we, uh, before we leave. One you may have noticed, this is really for people that come to the church, but if, even if you don't, please, um, please be interested. I hope you're interested about a course that we're starting next Sunday, Paraclesis, Journeying Together. So we've put up a second banner today. The first one was, who cares? And I think Brian said last week, was like, who cares? But it's, who cares? This week, it's, do you care? And that's a question we all need to answer. If the answer is yes, then we need to ask, what does that look like? So over the next six weeks, we'll be looking at the key themes of caring, loving, journeying, living, healing, and connecting. So I'm really excited about the possibilities for our church that through the series that we can reach out to those struggling amongst us and beyond the walls of this church building and to impact our community in new and significant ways. This is for the whole church family. So when we begin next Sunday, bring a pen and your daily guide, if you've got one, and uh, sermon outlines will be made available to you on the daily guide. So make sure you don't miss out. Bring your book. We're only going to do this series once together as an entire church family. And so it's our opportunity, your opportunity, to take part in it. The next thing is, if you feel that maybe you've heard um, God speaking to you today, you may not know that it was God speaking to you today, but if you think, I want to know a little bit more about what it is about this risen Christ, then please have a word with me, or Richard, or James, or if you recognize anybody from the church fellowship, come and have a word with us. We would love to, to get alongside you. And finally, because I know that there are some people waiting for the Easter egg hunt, uh, if you would like somebody to pray with you or for you, please come to the front of the church. We have a prayer ministry team, and they would love to, love to do that with you. And uh, we can go out to the back and have tea, coffee, and Easter egg hunt. Okay, I'm going to just uh, hand over to Billy now to finish our service. Thank you.